0: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to another edition of the Chocolate Puma Podcast. It is I, your boy, the Puma back with yet another episode. This one may be a short one, which is weird to say because of all of these episodes have usually been around the 10-minute mark, but it's been a shit show of a week, uh, and this right here basically provides your boy with a little bit of a distraction. Um, of course, some things are so ridiculous, I just have to give my opinion on it. Uh, First up, Kendrick Perkins. What the hell, man? Uh, If you're not familiar who Perks is, he is a former backup center in the NBA. He got in a Twitter beef with Kevin Durant. Now he's a talking head on ESPN. Well, the NBA is going to be starting up shortly, and players rightfully are concerned with health and prevention of COVID. Um, Philadelphia 76ers center Joel Embiid was very open. Uh, with his thoughts on the subject. He said, and I quote, I hated the idea. I feel with everything that's been going on, it's unfortunate what's going on in the world. Obviously, people look at it in a very different way. There might be some other reasons behind everything going on. To me, that part never mattered. To me, all I want is to stay healthy and stay safe. Keep the people around me safe. I want to make sure I'm able to live for a long time and not have any sort of consequences in the future from this if I were to be in a situation where I was getting the virus. Unfortunately, I'm not a big fan of the idea, but then again, I'm going to do my job. I'm not going to let the city down. I'm going to represent my city. That's what I've always done. My family, my teammates. The mindset doesn't change. It doesn't matter the fact that I don't like the idea and I still don't believe in it. I don't think it's going to be safe enough because I know I'm going to do things the right way. I know I don't ever do anything. I only play video games. I'm always home. I don't do anything, but then again, I don't trust those other guys to do the same. But like I said, I gotta do my job. That's very vulnerable and open stuff. Enter Perks. He listened to all of that, and this was what came to his mind. Do you want a hoop or not? None of the other contenders complain. I don't wanna hear all that. To me, This is just an excuse. If they get knocked out, this is going to be an excuse because their superstar was halfway in. His mental wasn't in there. I'm complaining. I don't like the idea. Man, go down there and hoop. I ain't trying to hear that, man. That's a billion-dollar bubble. I would like to point out that he was doing this reporting, giving these insightful thoughts, not from the bubble, but from the safety of his own home. So, yes, NBA players... Get out there and risk your health. Get out there and possibly expose this to your family. Face unknown long-term consequences if you do catch it, so we cannot be bored. Ridiculous. You will not hear your boy here besmirch not one player if they decide to sit this out. Well, while I'm on the topic of uh, ball being life, I would like to talk a little bit about the first ball is life president. Now, when I say ball is life, people who have played basketball a while would know what I mean, but basically think that guy that walks into the gym wearing Nike slides and carries his gym shoes in. Until 2008, I had never seen a guy who believed in this way of life in a position of power. That is, until Barack Obama. This little trip down memory lane isn't here to say there aren't valid criticisms of the man. There is no perfect president, but I believe him to be one of the greats what I would like to do is say uh, what the man meant to me. So if you're going to listen to this and comment on how he's a socialist or Kenyan Muslim who's intent on killing our grandparents, you can probably go ahead and delete me from your feed. I first heard of Obama when I was in high school. He came and spoke, and I was just in awe of how calm and relaxed he was. He was not like any other speaker we had had before. At the time, he was a state senator, and I thought to myself that this guy could possibly be mayor one day, and that seemed like a long shot. I'd see him around Hyde Park in Chicago, a couple of blocks from my high school. Give a head nod, he'd return it in kind. I can tell my son that I shared the universal sign of respect between two black men with the man who would be president. Fast forward a few years, he's running for U.S. Senate. I was at North Park University at the time when a uh, debate between him and Alan Keyes took place. I skipped journalism that night, sorry Dave, Dave was my journalism professor, and tried to get into said debate. While unsuccessful, I did get to see Alan Keyes as he left. I extended my hand to shake his. He kept walking. A few minutes later, Obama strolled out. I extended my hand, and lo and behold, he hit me with the dap, the pull-in. The homie hadn't got to Hollywood. And after a rousing speech at the Democratic Convention and winning a seat in the Senate, there were murmurs he could be, you know, running for president. I laughed. Then I thought, what if he won? Nah, nah, he couldn't win. Uh, I've never been so happy to be wrong. I remember sitting in Grant Park that night with my friends Julia, Kelly, and Cooper, uh, anxiously awaiting the results. And as it became more and more evident that he was about to become the president, uh, I got really angry. I was mad at him that he was not, it seemed to me he wasn't taking his safety very serious because he had his speech outside. And I sat there, I was terrified that some psycho was gonna like ruin this moment and take away this representation of hope and joy. And it's a fear that I still have to this day, if we're being honest. I was angry and scared and but he was, and he still is, so hopelessly optimistic. It's a trait that I wish I could say I had. Um, So whether you like the man or not, I think we can all agree that he put up with more than any other president has before him. He had his wife called names and likened to animals. People who I'm not sure can read past a third grade level asking to see his college transcripts. His beautiful daughters called everything but their names, even questioning if he was a true citizen of this country. He could have and probably should have said, kiss my ass, as I would have done, but he handled it with a style and grace. He worked with a congress that before he uttered a single word, as commander-in-chief basically made it known that their sole mission was to make him a one-term president. He dealt with more threats against his life than anyone in United States history, and through it all, he kept his optimism and faith in the American people. I remember as a young kid, I must have been about 8 or so, I said in class one day that I wanted to be president and the kid turned around and he looked at me and he said, black people can't be president. After Barack Obama, the chocolate cub knows that nothing, not even the presidency, is unattainable. You can be a guy with a funny name who loves hip hop and is an unabashed basketball fanatic and you can be president. That representation matters. It's something that's been on my mind for quite a while, especially given the resident-in-chief who, for all the boxes Obama had to check, was able to just... This guy was just able to get the benefit of the doubt all the way into the Oval Office and really throughout his whole life. Um, I could talk about his history of filing for bankruptcy, being charged with one of the largest racial discrimination suits in history, numerous divorces, acts of infidelity... uh, his campaign against the Central Park Five, even when they were cleared by someone admitting they did the crime and having DNA evidence basically exonerate them, he will not admit that he was wrong. And his whole initial campaign of make America great again, implying America was not great, that same thought basically got Michelle Obama Latin Bassett all over the place because she said that she was finally proud of her country for once. Any one of these moments would have immediately disqualified Obama. So yeah, I I still feel a certain way about this. Ah, boy, I guess this one wasn't a short one in comparison at all. Um, So I'm going to stop right here. Um, Until next time, uh, y'all be easy. Take care of each other. Peace.